Hello and welcome to episode 236 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy coming to you from Canada. Woohoo! Actually, uh, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's my favorite day of the year. Oh, I don't know. It's I think that my daughter-in-law, Emmeline, it's also, she's just spent... Uh, I came here and there was already most of the house was decorated. And then she spent another two hours while I was downstairs today pulling more decorations out. Some of the decorations are older. I won't, I don't think any, maybe nothing older than she is, but she said some from when she was like eight or nine years old. Very cute. Like it's this whole house, the curtains, the mirrors are all covered. There's pictures on the wall. There's spiders. There's bats. Yeah. No, I'm too you lazy for all of that, but I do love Halloween. Uh, I, know. I have that, one. I, know. I have one little decoration station in my house that has like a few little Halloweeny things. Yeah. And that's it. Okay. And Stefaru also it likes Halloween. Her, I saw her pencil tree. Yeah. Is she's got all sorts of Halloween ornaments all over it. She does. Yeah, it's. So. I mean, it's it's just a fun thing. It's just I I really like it. I know it's silly, but I just love it. So, do you are there a lot of homes in your neighborhood that are decorated or not? Um, actually, no, no. There's like maybe a home or two on each little side street that are, have been decorated. Okay, but it's not. Yeah, not not a super lot. Yeah. It'll so, be interesting to see. Okay. It'll be interesting to see though, like how the trick or treating goes because. Yeah. Oh, yes. This is, this is the <gasps> first time that I oh. will be like in a house and not in a building, right? Oh, and so you will be buying Halloween candy to give out? I definitely will be buying. And you will be decorated. You will be decorated. You will be in costume? I will be in costume. Oh, my goodness. We need I to have a photo of that for the next time I, that we post I will. I will put a that photo. is fun well I'm we took a walk around the neighborhood I'm in Hamilton right now um and lots of people in this area of the city okay. go full out I'm gonna I'm gonna take a photo and send it to you okay. they have massive spider webs that are made of rope all coming oh. with these massive spiders in them coming from like two-story homes Oh, wow. No, it's intense. Every, I mean, I'm looking at right now and the neighbor's lawn is just full of spider webs all over all of their bushes and trees. And they've got all kinds of pumpkins and all kinds of shenanigans. So it's a a real fun time of year. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was surprised at how many people were, you know, were, were decorated, were decorated up. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, But anyways, yes, yes, yes. Um, Henny. Okay. So I, um, we both know um, my friend Sue, who is the, uh, an instructor at Good Life, Body Pump. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she had said, oh, you know, if you can come to a class and I'm like, okay, can you get me in? So I went to a class this week on Tuesday mm-hmm. and it kicked my butt. <laughs> yeah. First I of all. It. First of all, I was I was like stressed why I decided to drive and not take the subway. I don't know what I was thinking. It was ridiculous of me. But anyways, I realized as I was en route, as I was voice messaging you and Sue mm-hmm. to say, oh, gosh, like I'm getting there at 920. The class is 925. Right. So she, 
So anyways, she set up for me, but you know that she set up right in front of her in the front of the class. <laughs> of course. So now you're rushing in at the very last moment to be front and center in the class when and you haven't taken a body pound yes. class in five years. Absolutely. <laughs> you got it. You understand. And Henny, there had to have been 35 to 40 people in this class. Oh, wow. I'm shocked at the number of people. It was a full, full class. Wow. And wow, then. Wow. And they had already just started. They were on their first track. And so she's like, oh, and Sandy's here. And like, so now I can't even just like drop my stuff and kind of wander. Up to the <laughs> You've been called out. <laughs> yeah. She's like, well, I'm not sure. Like, I don't, I didn't know how strong you were. So I didn't know what to put out. So now, of course, this is even more. I'm like, okay. So I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm like putting weights on. I can't remember how much did I lift. But I do work out still three times a week. And I do use, but I use hand weights. Yeah. I don't use a ba uh, barbell. A, bar a barbell, yeah. And I never put stuff on my shoulder. Right. And I'm not doing clean impresses. No. No, it's different. It's different. Totally. Different. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, honey, I was dripping. <laughs> but, I, but I do want to say that when I was doing my push-ups yeah. at, like, in Lima, I do them all, like, uh, from my knees. I did them all on my toes. Hey, look at you. Then I felt like because I was in front and center that I couldn't just like stop and go into my knees at no. any point. No, right? You started on your toes. You had to stay up there. My arms Andy. were screaming. <laughs> my shoulders are like, what are you thinking? You're so vain. Why are you doing this? <laughs> Good for you, though. That's amazing. This is all your ego. True. True. <laughs> your ego, your ego, your ego is, is, and you know what's going to happen? That ego, you're going to feel it tomorrow. And? No, yesterday I felt it. Today it's even worse. It's two days. That, that is often the way. That is often the way. The tricep trek, track, three minutes, I thought I was going to die. I really the thought I was going to die. The triceps always killed me. Anyway, so I messaged and she's like, well, if you want to come again, I go, oh, could you get me in next Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> I love this for you. <laughs> and so, I, so I talked to Phil and I said, okay, oh, there's lots of dogs fighting or something outside. Um, I said to Phil, did you know when we kind of were thinking that we were getting a better workout with Diego than we used to at pump? Right. I said, not, not, true. <laughs> not, not true. true. Just different. Just a different workout. Yeah. I said, we yeah. need to, I said, like, I'm really excited for going back and joining the gym again and us going um, to a pump class because it's just, it's different. It's yeah. just, like you said, it's different. So yeah. anyway, it was all delicious. Glad you were, I'm glad you were able to do that. You know, it's just nice to be with a group of people and the music and all of those things, yeah. you know, the music just, in particular is fun. Yeah. It yeah. was just, all of it was like, yes, yes, I need to do this. I need this in my life again. So. Okay. Love it. Let me tell you what's happening at my house. Okay, please. So, my my brother is taking a class in university right now that is it's like a it's a science class but it's for non-science students so everyone as a part of their degree has to take like a you know exploring the world through this area of study outside of their own area of study just as a, as a core course. And so because he's an arts, like a social sciences and arts major, 
he has to take this science course and it's been good for him like it's i think it's been quite interesting for him and kind of like a, a review of things that because he'll say like oh i remember that from like grade 11 biology or i remember you know like it's so it's it's things that he has come across in the past that is sort of like a refresher or things that are brand new that are maybe interesting because they're talking about you know the the way we understand the world and how it works and like mm. it's been pretty good and so a part of the course he has to pick a, a scientist and do a research paper on any scientist he chooses so he did his paper on uh richter the mm. the creator of the richter scale yeah. and so that was interesting he really enjoyed that and then the other part of the course is he has to do an experiment and because the like the the whole idea is that you sort of delve into a little bit what it's like to be a science student and so he has to he had to come up with an experiment and design an experiment that has a control and a variable and you know like and he has to do this like conduct this experiment over the course of so many weeks and he has to take notes and observations and all of that sort of stuff mm -hmm. and so the professor said to the students, you know, typically, like you can do whatever you want, but typically the students that do something with planting seeds or trying to like grow bacteria, they're usually the ones who have the most successful projects. Okay. So anyway, so James designed this experiment where he was going to grow beans. And so he has, all of these little pots yeah. he has three little pots that he's uh that he has planted bean seeds into so he has 12 all together three that he is watering with water three that he is watering with orange juice three that he is watering with like an energy drink and three that he's watering with milk and so he's got them all on a little baking tray and then he's got them sitting in my kitchen or dining room with the blind open so that all of the pots are getting the same amount of sunlight and the same temperature. And so everything is the same except for what is being what the plant is being watered with. Right. And so he has to do this over the course of four weeks. So. It's been, so it's very exciting. So every day I take a picture of it for him and send it to him so that he can see. And then every weekend when he's here, he takes notes and like looks at it and measures the bean plants and whatever. And the, the ones that are growing in water are growing like, like wildfire. The ones, the ones in the orange juice are growing, but slower. The ones in the milk like sprouted, but then have stopped growing. Huh. And the ones in the energy drink haven't even sprouted. Like they really nothing, nothing. And so we are at the, we're just shy of the three week mark. So yeah. we have about, I think we have nine days left. Um, maybe four or five days ago, yeah. I'm in the kitchen and I'm thinking to myself, it just smells a little funky in here. Like, oh, okay. And I'm thinking, what is going on? And so I thought like, maybe it was the green bin under the sink, but it wasn't that. And I'm like, what oh. is it? What is it? And then I realize it's the science experiment. <laughs> okay. And so the little pots that he's been watering with milk, 
the oh. soil the soil <gasps> is starting to bubble up no because the milk is souring and curdling underneath oh, the soil and so it's pushing the soil up and and it really smells I was like, what are we going to, so I said to James, what are we going to do with this? Because it cannot stay in the dining room. The whole main floor stinks. Like, and so, and he was like, well, maybe we could put it in the garage, but like, it's cold in the garage because it's been cold. Right. And anyway, so we decide to put it in the basement because at least in the basement, like there, it won't get as much sunlight, but there is a window. So we've got it situated so that it's getting some sun and it's not cold down there. Like it's relatively warm. So we've, we've moved it down to the kitchen. So that was a few days ago. Fast forward to today. I get home from school. I walk into the house. The house stinks. Like the whole house smells. And it's got to be these, it's got to be the science experiment. Like that is the only, it's the same smell that I noticed earlier this week. And it's the, the whole house smells. Like everywhere I go, it smells. (laughs) And I, and I don't know what to do. And so I, I, I messaged James and was like, I think we have to, like, I think we have to throw the milk ones out because, yeah, abort. because they cannot, they cannot stay in my house for nine more days, you yeah. know? Anyway, so we've thrown the milk ones out. Mm-hmm. They've stopped growing anyway. Like they've sprouted just above the soil and that's it. That's all that has happened. And the, one of the plants is even like turning like yellowy brown. So like it's, it's dead, right? Like it has died. So I'm like, we got to get rid of these. So I've gotten, so I got rid of those. I left the rest of the plants in the basement, although I probably could bring them back upstairs again, but like it just, the smell is so icky. And so I've got like, I've got my, my, um, essential oils diffuser going, I've got a candle going, like I'm trying to like, what I really need to do is cause it's actually, it's quite mild today. What I really need to do is like open the door open the and like yeah. get some fresh air because I'm telling you it smells in here. It's really not good. No, it's <laughs> so anyway, that's that's that. Uh, on a very different note, uh-huh. I read a book this week that I thought we there are some things in it that I took notes on that I thought we could chat about a little bit today. Uh-huh. So, um, there's a new book that has recently come out that's called "Build the Life You Want." And it's by Arthur C. Brooks and Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. And so it's like it's the like the two of them have written the book together. So the majority of the book is his. It's Arthur Brooks. Yes. And then and then Oprah Winfrey has like little like blurbs that she has added at the end of the chapters um, where she talks about, you know, her own experience with whatever that concept is or or, or where she says you know like this is why I really like what Arthur Brooks is saying and here's what I think too you know I got a, a skip the line copy for it from uh, okay. and so that's why I got it so yeah so listen to the book and I will say that it was an easy read a pleasant read not not like earth shattering yeah um the first third was quite interesting the 
second two thirds less so. Um, but I mean, still, I mean, like easy and, and, and pleasant enough to read, but there were a few things in it that I did write down because I thought we could chat a little bit about that. And so the real thing that they're talking about is, so the book is called again, build the life you want. They're really talking about happiness. And I just thought that that was really interesting because like in recent podcasts, we've been talking about like different things that, you know, make us happy or things that we don't realize are going to make us happy that do like, we've been talking quite a bit about happiness. And then this book really is all about happiness and, and, and what makes like, how do we, how do we like help ourselves to be more happy and do we even need to, right? Right. Like, like is happiness really the ultimate goal? And, and so one thing that was interesting that he said was that happiness really has three parts and the three parts of happiness are enjoyment, satisfaction, and purpose. Okay. So, so he said, in order to truly be happy, in order to truly feel happy, you need to be enjoying whatever it is that you're experiencing or doing. Yeah. You need to feel some sort of a, some sort of satisfaction. So you need to be like content with whatever is going on. And, and he said, and the third part is that there needs to be some sort of a purpose. Like, you know, and so, so he said, you know, like you could be, uh, and I think we've talked about this before, but like you could be watching a television show, for example, and you might be enjoying it, but like, are you, is it making you happy? Probably not. Like, unless there's something more to it, you know? I don't know. No, I don't me, like yeah. happy. I, well, I'm I happy when I watch but it. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I guess I, I think that everyone's, um, and it's not really definition, but how we all experience happiness, I think is different, mm, right? I think that's true. And so if I'm thinking about watching, no, I would say there are certain things that I can watch on TV or I've seen that make me genuinely happy. I agree. That is true. But and not everything. Not everything. No, I can, I understand that. Yes. And it's still an it's still an enjoyable thing to watch, but it's not something where I left and I thought, oh my gosh, that just makes my heart like that just makes me feel warm and, yeah. and just nice and yeah. Okay, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. Go yeah. on. So so I so I thought that was <laughs> yeah. I thought that, I thought that was interesting. Just that okay. it's you know, if we think about this sense of happiness, that it's more than just like putting a smile on your face, you know, like it's Oh for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um you know, it's, it's this, it's this bigger thing. And so then he says, everyone has their own mixture of happiness and unhappiness. Like on a day-to-day basis, we all live in our bodies with a different amount of happiness and unhappiness. Yeah. A balance, right? And the balance is different from person to person. Okay. So the balance being different. So the balance uh, what what it, should it be equal? Are we looking for a perfect balance? Are we okay? So everyone has that different thing where you whatever it is, but it's not just happiness. It can't just be. Do I have enough happy in my life? You're right. So so, so I think 
if you have too much happy, then how do you really know when you're happy? Okay. So this is the thing, right? (laughs) And so all of these things that you're saying, this is a part of it. So one of the things you said was everyone experiences happiness differently. Yes. Everyone experiences emotions of all sorts differently. And so it's always going to be a little bit different from person to person. Mm. Also, can you only be like, is it, is it a great thing to only be, you know, a hundred percent experience happiness a hundred percent of the time? No. I mean, if, if all you felt was, I don't think it's possible to feel a hundred percent happiness because you, you would never feel the opposite. So you wouldn't even know what you were experiencing was happiness. Yes. Right. Yeah. And so, and so he's talking about this exact thing. Right. And so he says that, you know, everyone, everyone's balance is a little bit different and everyone on a day-to-day basis carries around with them a certain level of positive and negative affect. So we Mm -hmm. all have a little bit of happiness and a little bit of unhappiness in us. And then, so then he went through this scale, like this, uh, you know, sort of measuring scale to measure your affect balance and so he gave, there were a whole list of words and you had to score yourself from is this one. A, is this a quiz? It's a quiz. Okay. I knew you were going to love it. I literally had to pause, rewind, pause, rewind, pause, rewind, because I wanted to write it all down. (laughs) I I love a quiz. I know you do. So you have to score yourself from one to five for each of the words. And then at the end, I need a total. Yes. Okay. So you're going to keep track while we go? Of course I am. That's why I'm getting my... my I love it. I love it. So one means not at all. Okay. And five means extremely. Okay. And he really, he really focused on that he wants you to give the answer like in general. Like general, generally, is it yeah. not at all or extremely? Not necessarily like at this exact moment. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. So... Mm-hmm. So one is not, one is not at all. And five is okay. Extremely. You got it. Okay. There's a whole bunch. So here we go. Okay. The first (laughs) word is interested. I I understand. In general. Yes. Do you feel not at all interested in things or do you feel extremely interested in things? Oh, in general. Give yourself a one to five score. Okay. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. Then the next word is distressed. So in general, do you feel not at all distressed or do you feel extremely distressed? Okay. Excited. Mm. Okay. Upset. Okay. Strong. I mean, after your body pump. <laughs> I feel I feel long. Long. Yeah. Feeling okay. super strong. <laughs> Guilty. Mm. Yep. Scared. Hostile. Hmm. Okay. Enthusiastic. Okay. Proud. Okay. Irritable. (laughs) (laughs) I had to give myself a five. (laughs) Next word. Alert. Okay. Ashamed. Mm, Okay. Inspired. Okay. Nervous. Mm. 
Okay. Determined. Okay. Attentive. Uh, okay. Jittery. Okay. Active. Yep. And the last word is afraid. Hmm. Okay. Now, I just told you to add them all up and give me a total, and I actually, that's the wrong thing. I told you the wrong information. Uh, okay. Because what you actually have to do is you have to add the positive words up separately from the negative words. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I told you the wrong thing. However, I think you could probably give yourself a pretty... I think you probably have a pretty good sense of where you fell because what they do is there are four different places you could fall. Okay. So you could have that your positive scores and your negative scores are above average. So they're above okay. the halfway mark. Okay. You could have that your positive scores and your negative scores are both below the halfway mark. Okay. So, like, you ranked yourself ones and twos mostly for both of them, positives and negatives. You could have that you were above, your positive numbers were super high and your negative numbers were super low. Okay. Or you could have the opposite, where your negative numbers are super high and your positive numbers are super low. Okay. Okay, so those are the four different things. And then there are names for each of the four categories, of course. So if you scored high for positives and negatives, you are a mad scientist. I'm not a mad scientist. I know that. <laughs> if you scored low for the high for the positives and the negatives, you are a sober and cool judge. That's not me either. If you scored high positive and low negative, you are a yep. cheerleader. Oh, so, okay. And right. if you scored high on the negatives and low on the positives, you are a poet. No, I'm a cheerleader. You're a cheerleader, correct. I am a cheerleader. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the thing that was interesting was that then he went on to explain how important it is for the world to have all four of these profiles. Yeah. Okay. And that it doesn't, that, that we need people in all of these different categories. We need people who are super, like, like we need the mad scientists. We need yeah. people who are going to be super excitable about anything, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, and, and super scared about things too, because we need people to be like worrying about danger, you know, yes. we need the cool and sober ju judge, which is where I fell. Yes. Um, we need the person who is going to be calm and logical and rational and yeah. and not fly off the handle when something happens, right? Yes. Um, we need the cheerleaders. We need people to be positive and enthusiastic when things are good. Yeah. You know, and and then and we also need the poets, right? We need people to be uh, thoughtful about things that are not going so well. We need people yeah. to, you know, tap into those negative things too, so that we better understand them, right? Like we yeah. need all these people in the world to work together. Mm -hmm. And the other thing he said was, he said, it doesn't matter which profile you are, you can still do things to increase your happiness. So if you are a cheerleader and your positive affect is naturally high, 
you can still do things to be happier. Like it's yeah. not like you get to a certain level and you're done. Right. Right. Which I thought was really, was really important too. And the, and then this, there's, there's something else that we need to talk about that was super cool, but the second half of the book is going through the four pillars that he says are the things to focus on to increase your happiness. Okay. Do you want to guess what the things might be? Like, what are the broad categories of things that are important in your life that would impact your happiness? Mm. Socializing with people. Okay. So friendship is one of them. Okay. Uh, Spending time outdoors. Ooh, that's a good one. It's not on there though. (laughs) <laughs> friendship is one okay. family okay that's another one that's another one okay work okay and and then the fourth one they they call faith but then they explain that by faith they mean um having like your approach to life like having hope okay. and 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 yeah you know, approaching life with, you know, as a, as a uh, way of, of, you know, in, in some sort of a positive manner with some sort of desire to, to live a certain way. So it doesn't necessarily, faith doesn't for them, although they describe, like they explain their own faiths, right. If faith doesn't have to be like faith in a being or like a religion. Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and then they have a chapter on each of those four. For me, that was the driest part of the book, but yeah, I mean, you know, you, you you know, people might, people might enjoy it. Yeah. Here's the part for me that was the most interesting besides the quiz, which, you know, I also like a quiz. Um, (laughs) Here's the part that was the most interesting. So he said that um, your, actually, maybe it was Oprah who said this part. Your emotions are signals to your conscious brain that something is going on that requires your attention and action. So when you feel mm-hmm. an emotion, that emotion is your body telling your brain that something is happening and you have to pay attention to it and you have to take action. Yeah. And and I was like, okay, like, of course, you know, if you're feeling upset about something, clearly something is happening and you need to do something about it to make yourself like, like, because you're mm-hmm. feeling upset. Like I get that, but like also even great, emo- like even positive emotions means like, even if you like, imagine you're feeling proud about something, that feeling of proud is a signal to, to you to say, okay, whatever is happening right now, I have to pay attention to this. Like, this is important. Yeah. And I might have to take action on it too. Right. I might have to, recognize what it is that's making me feel proud so I can continue doing it. I might have to share this with someone else, you know, like, like, I'm like, okay, like it it was just, it was such a silly thing to like not have really put together myself, Mm -hmm. but like, yeah, I mean, even the positive stuff, like sometimes you need to pay attention to that and take action on it too. Right. Yeah. But it's the, I think First is you need to recognize that something is happening. Second is to recognize or to to notice what that feeling is because the feeling in your body will be a very specific feeling. 
Yes. Yeah. And and we have, yeah, Yeah. we've spoken about that. Yeah. Like I, I recognize that in situations where I'm in conversations with certain people. And I know once I get to that point that, that there's this, this reaction happening in my body, that it's the signal to me. It's like, this has gone too far Mm. and you need to back away from this because I know that it just, I get myself to a point where things are said that Mm-hmm. You can't unsay and whatever, but you, I would, would you say, sorry to interrupt, would you nope. say that you have those kinds of physical reactions or like that you're, that you pay attention to those types of physical feelings when you're experiencing positive things and positive emotions also? Well, I mean, let's, what, what is, what is the one thing that you feel at a physical response to that's enjoyable? I mean, other than sex. Well, that's the big O. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. But that, but that is a physical. Like you actually feel that in your body. Like there's a response in your body. That's correct. Right. So, so, but other things. Yeah. I, I'm not. There, there. Actually, there are. I shared with you um, before we started recording that I had had um, a coffee with somebody yeah. um, this week, and. I have kept in contact um, with, I mean, with Sue. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've got lots of Sues in my life. Someone said to me, I think it was Alexandra's, like, which Sue is this? I had to like show her a photo. I need to have like, like a flip charter cards or something with <laughs> Sue that's in my life. Cause I have yeah, it's, a lot. It's like a family tree, but not a family tree, but like that <laughs> idea. Yeah. <laughs> um, How all the people are connected. Exactly. Yeah. No, we have kept in contact, you know, over the last five years. Sometimes there's bigger gaps and other gaps, but by video call, mm-hmm. which you you think is like, you know, that's a great way to keep in contact with people. But then this is the first time in a long time that I've actually had just the two of us having a conversation. That and when I walked away in from person, that, in yes, person, yeah, 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 the feeling that I had about that whole interaction oh, that is God. that is something. That I can say, yes, that you feel like this is a friendship that you want to continue to be involved in and you want to continue to foster and that you really feel it's a 50-50 as far as sharing in and gathering information with each other. It's not one-sided. Mm-hmm. You don't feel somebody was speaking down to you, lecturing you, only telling you all about everything with them and they never ask you anything. Yeah. And and so that was that I can say that that is a, a feel. It was like this feeling of, I don't know. It was warm. It was warm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. But not a hot, not, not to be confused with a hot flash. Not to be confused with (laughs) many hot flashes. The other time, here's another time recently was that I received a card from you for, and Mm. it was, it was, it arrived after Canadian Thanksgiving, but it was a Thanksgiving card. And you, what you had written in it was just something that was just so lovely, you know, to receive and to read and feels like, oh, that was really nice. And I'm like, I know. And I can't remember exactly Sometimes how you Sometimes I'm a it. nice person. Sometimes. So you're always a nice person. You're always a nice person. <laughs> um, and, but, but those types of things when yeah. people, and I, that's why I think it's important to really express to people how much they mean to you. Yeah. Yeah. And not just, I love you. Cause that's, that doesn't, yeah. that doesn't really. Yeah. 
capture everything, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's some other things about having, you know, the impact you have on my life or the value that and I value your friendship, you yeah. know, those different types of um, ways to express, you yes. know, and, yeah. and, and it hits differently. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so those, I, those are just recent examples. Yeah. That, that I mean, and just being with my grandson, you know, and just feeling that body up against mine. And then, you know, he's, I'm looking at him and then he smiles yeah. and he's just like, oh my word, like this is just love. It's just, it's just love, you know, that's just warm. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing, there is nothing like the feeling of like, and you have that with infants, but I mean, with even small children, like, yeah, there's nothing like the feeling of this person is 100% entirely dependent on me. Yeah. You know, and right. yeah, it it's a, it's a, it's a really overwhelming and uplifting feeling to have yeah I mean they're when they're little they're almost like um the way that a dog or reacts when you come in the door like you could have been with them and put them to bed and then six hours later it's like they're so happy to see you that and you're like I just saw you six hours ago when I put you to bed but they they're so happy you know and it's just they they and it's genuine yes yes it's a genuine, it's a genuine emotion for them. And so you receive it like that. Like they yes. just are just so happy to see you, you know? Yes. Yeah. So it's, it feels nice. I love that. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Yeah. And do you get that feeling from kids at school? Because you do teach younger children now. So they are excited to share things with you on a Monday that they've done on the weekend. Like. Yeah. It's funny. Like sometimes it feels like warm and happy and sometimes it's annoying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like today, today we went uh, for our last of, we had three swimming classes. And so today was the last one. And like these, like to see for me, watching kids have fun and like watching kids play I think there's there are a few things at school that make me like give me that like warm like like creeping in my belly and up through my chest warm feeling than to watch kids like truly playing and having a good time yeah and and I had this with older kids too like I I remember actually distinctly last year which was really a horrible year for me um at school but I remember being outside on the playground at uh, at lunchtime on supervision one day and I was watching like there were like six or seven grade eight students and they were from a variety of classes and sort of like kids on the fringe, like kids that didn't really have a lot of friends, kids that certainly weren't within like the popular crowd. And they were from, they were from three different classes and they had organized some like impromptu, like racing game that they just made up and they were playing. And I watched them for like 15 full minutes, just watching them like navigate the game and play with each other and talk to one another. And at the end of the the recess, the bell had rung and kids were going to line up. 
And I called a couple of them over to me and I said, like, what, what were you guys doing? And they were like, oh, oh, uh, uh. And I'm like, no, no, like, like, what was the game you were playing? Yeah. And so then they were telling me the game. And I said, you know what? I said, it was so fun for me to watch the six of you or seven of you having such a good time and playing with one another. Like, it was really, that was, that really made my day. And oh. they were like, oh. Oh, oh, like, like they were so like proud of themselves for just like yeah. playing a game. But like, it really, it really warms my heart to see kids playing. And yeah. so like today to have these grade threes at the, at the pool and like they're, you know, they're in their bathing suits and like half of them have <laughs> life jackets on and, yeah. you know, and they are just like truly having the time of their lives. And then of course, like they're waving like nonstop. Miss Hamilton, watch me. Miss Hamilton, yeah. look. <laughs> And like, and sometimes they're just like yelling at me to wave. Like they're doing yeah. nothing. They're just waving at me. I mean, it's very sweet. Yeah. It's like very, very sweet. It does that, that sort of thing brings me a lot of joy for sure. Yeah. So in the book, they're talking about, you know, this idea of emotions being signals to our brains that something's going on and something requires our attention. And so then the next point they made was you get to decide how to react. So you have the emotion. The emotion is telling you something is happening. Something needs to be done about it. Mm -hmm. But you get to choose what you do with that. Yeah. And so this is a mantra of yours, you know, that's something that you say often to, to me and to, to others, you know, like you, you get to choose what you do with the, the way that you're feeling and how you react to the way that you're feeling. And yeah. so it was just a good, that was a good reminder. And then Oprah had like a little saying and her little saying was yeah. feel the feel, then take the wheel. Oh, and so I wrote that down because I thought that yeah. was kind of cute. Feel yeah. the feel and then the wheel so I thought that was I thought that was you know a, a nice easy you know rhyming way to remember yes. what we're supposed to do yeah and then uh -oh. they were talking and this is the last thing I have yeah but it was really really fascinating to me and this was Arthur Brooks and he was talking about emotional swaps that sometimes you have to swap one emotion to hmm. like get through a situation or to manage a situation. And so okay. I was like, okay, like, where are you going with this? So he said that he, so he starts by talking about caffeine and I'm like, okay. And so I had, I didn't know actually anything about this. I didn't know how caffeine works or like what caffeine actually does. I just know like that caffeine is a drug that we all that we you know we all in in North American society ingest and and that many of us choose to ingest caffeine in order to be more alert and be more awake right mm -hmm. so apparently caffeine takes the same shape as a hormone in our body that causes us to be tired and so what happens is when we're feeling tired we have a lot of this hormone um, coursing through our body. When yeah. we ingest caffeine, caffeine can mold itself into the same shape as this other hormone and like actually takes the place of that hormone. And so it's not that the sleep hormone is gone. It's just that the caffeine sort of like blocks it ah, out. Okay. And says like, you can't afford to be tired right now. And so I'm just going to like take the place of the sleep and I'm going to, okay. and I'm going to be 
like I'm I'm going to be caffeinated for you. And and so so and apparently according to the book this is a scientifically like accurate way of understanding okay. what's happening when we take like when we ingest caffeine. And so so he said you're not solving the problem of being tired. No. You're not even getting rid of the tiredness. He's like it's more just like you're you're swapping it. Yeah, you're postponing it or like yeah. or masking it or swapping yeah. it out. Yeah. yeah. And so he said sometimes with emotions, in order to get us through, particularly when we're dealing with difficult emotions, in order to get us through a difficult time, we sometimes have to swap out the negative emotion we're feeling for something mm. positive because we need to, like, we need to give ourselves the time to, like, manage it better you know or Digest. we need to just yeah, yeah right like and so and so he said the best emotions to swap in place of these negative emotions are gratitude and mm-hmm. compassion interesting and so he said if you know if we're feeling particularly like if you're feeling like really upset or really sad or really disheartened or depressed about things he said if you can swap gratitude in for those feelings yeah and then focus on okay what are the things that I'm feeling grateful for like and I was like these are strategies that we know and strategies that we use but maybe described in a different way yeah and I'm like okay well that really actually makes quite quite a lot of sense like if I can focus on what I'm grateful for and focus on things that 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 I'm happy about and that I'm fortunate to have then it's not that the the negative feelings then are erased they're just sort of you know pushed to the side for a minute to like let me have the time or the space that I need in order to deal with them properly yeah and I, yeah. I just thought that that was a really cool way of describing like what it is that we're doing when we yeah. do that and that it's not necessarily a negative thing, right? Like that there's a lot of, I think sometimes we think like, okay, but you have to, you know, you just have to deal with it. You just have to deal yes. with it. Well, I mean, sometimes you have to give yourself the space that you need before you deal with it in order to be able to deal with it, you know, like, and so what do you do in the meantime? Well, instead of shutting down completely, what are some positive ways that we can sort of, yeah, protect ourselves, right? Well, and it's not even just that, Henny, it's also when you can, if you swap out gratitude, for instance, sometimes just that in itself makes the negative feelings or the things you were feeling so bad about, you really have opportunity to think, you know what, they're actually not as bad. It is not as bad as I thought it was, you know? For sure. And so that, that allows you just to the space to let that sort of settle a little bit mm-hmm. rather than getting hung up on it mm-hmm. and um, sort of sucked down into that. I think that the, the um, it was compassion you said or empathy? Yeah, compassion. Compassion. So the compassion was obviously when you're dealing with I guess it could be yourself with your own negative self-talk, right? Absolutely. But it's also but it also is when you're having, uh, you know, it's with someone else, mm. right? Sometimes it might be empathy, though, that you, mm. I don't know. 
no, I guess that's not really, but I can, I, okay. Yeah. So it's interesting because they talked about empathy and compassion both in the book. And they said yeah. that, you know, that empathy can be something really positive because when we are, when we feel empathy, we're putting ourselves into the shoes of someone else. Yeah. However, they said the the danger with empathy is that if you are already feeling uh, a little bit below your natural state of happiness and then you're putting yourself yeah. into someone's shoes who is really feeling something awful it can be it can be detrimental to you both like you know when really wins from that and so that's where they said like compassion is it has a piece of empathy in it yeah but it's not like just empathy yeah yeah so, but absolutely, I think, I think you're right to say also that it's when we have compassion, like compassion is important for other people, but it's also important for ourselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And to, to, to have, to be compassionate towards ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's an important piece, right? That sometimes we forget. Yeah. But so, I mean, you can, you could also use gratitude um, when you're, you know, against negative self-talk. For sure. Right. You know, especially if it comes to like your physical self, mm -hmm. right? Being, you know, having gratitude for some of the things that maybe your body can do instead of thinking about what it can't do. Can't do. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So, yeah, it sounds, I, I literally had just seen the book um, in, uh, in Costco. Uh, ah, okay. But, but who's Arthur Brooks? Why do we, is that who you said his name is? Arthur yeah. Brooks? Yeah. What is he? What is like? Is he psychologist? I mean, he. I. I believe that he is actually a doctor. Um. Okay. So he. He's. He is a well-educated man. Yeah. Uh, but I don't actually remember what his specialty is. What his specialty was, although was. I mean, it must be in the area of psychology. Um, and they definitely talked about like because at the beginning of the book, both. Uh, Arthur Brooks and Oprah like spoke about themselves and like gave a little introduction to themselves um, and and it was it was interesting it was a interesting listening experience because they went back and forth right and so they both gave a little introduction to themselves okay. at that point at, at the point when they were going to talk about faith they both gave a little blurb about themselves and like their own belief system in the world so that was yeah. interesting in the acknowledgements they both did their own acknowledgements like so okay. it was it was kind of it was quite that part of it actually was yeah. quite enjoyable. yeah okay okay excellent wow yeah. it was just a little like straightforward right with a lot of what they had to say but i mean okay. sometimes that's nice to hear like sometimes you just need to hear like uh basic information given to you again mm -hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know especially if it's on the tail end of like a, something new and now you're going to tell me all this stuff that I already know but because you gave me this new thing first yeah. I'm understanding the the old stuff in a little bit of a different way like it it's yeah. it's yeah. not uh, I I would I would recommend the book I, I would I would tell okay. people to read yeah okay um well, I I mean I think it's always good because when we're learning something new, we don't pick everything up on it anyways, you know? And so it is good. I like for me, I don't want to read the same book twice, 
But no. if I heard a podcast or I listened to a different book and some of the information is the same, it's it's delivered sometimes in different yeah. way. And so it's received, it lands differently, which maybe makes more of a connection that it'll, I'll be able to remember. So yeah, I think the key is that you're still interested in whatever the material is. <laughs> like if you're not, then you're like, <laughs> I don't want to hear about this again. Correct. I don't. I, I, I have reached saturation yeah. and I'm ready yeah. to move on. Yeah, which sometimes happens because you you get into like not you, but we can all get into like the type of book that we like to read the the material and then you're just like, okay, you know what, there's nothing new. I'm just I don't want to hear any more of of this for a while. And then, you know, it's it's kind of cycles through. Yeah. All right. Need a need a palate cleanser. You do. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. sometimes too, especially if it's nonfiction, right? Like if it's something yeah. that is information about a thing, there it, there there do come times when you have really come across all the new information that there is to come across, yes, right? And you're like, okay, now I literally am just hearing the same information regurgitated, like until yeah. something new comes about, either new information because there's been a change in thinking yes. or a new way of presenting this information, yeah. I, I'm kind of done with it. Yeah, exactly. That does happen. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I think the key is that you're open to to going back and listening when there is new information, there's new science and that, because if you get stuck in old thinking, I mean, that's, that's always, that can be bad. It's important to be open to new ideas and well, and, and being open to changing your way of thinking too. That's the hardest part. Yeah. Because once we, have sort of set our own way of thinking it's hard to mm-hmm. change that it's hard yeah. to be convinced that we should change it yes yes yeah i think you need to always remain curious and yeah. that's something that you're in you in particular are very good at no you are you no you are no you are no, you are <laughs> oh i thank you <laughs> no, no, no. i wasn't always like that but now i am definitely like that it's like okay let me let me hear what you have to say I also have become more curious as I've gotten older, but I think I always liked learning. Like even as a very young kid, I always liked learning, but I think I've become more curious about more things as I've gotten older, right? Like I think when I was younger, I wanted to learn about this thing or I wanted to learn about that thing right or or I was in class and I wanted to learn whatever I was supposed to be learning in class you know but but now I really I think as I've gotten older I've just become more interested in whatever people have to tell me about whatever it might be yeah I think it's it it's not it's not maybe just that we've gotten older, but there's, um, I mean, things are at our fingertips and there's a lot more, there's, it's easier to have things out in the universe for us to see and hear and read about, right? So that dang old internet. Can you imagine? I'm like, sometimes I think like, I know. what? what did we do before? Yeah. I mean, and there were all these, like, what did we do before moments? Like, what yeah. did we do before we had the internet? Okay. But, but even like, even sometimes I think, what did we do before we had smartphones? Like there yeah. was a, a good chunk of my life when the internet existed, 
but I couldn't just access it at any moment. Like I had to be at home at a computer. No one else could be on the phone. I had the whole like, you know, you know, like, like, and even then I was like, this is really quite something, you Uh, know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, all those things, you know, like meeting up with people and, you know, like you just had to go to a place and hope, (sighs) hope that you both ended up there, you know, like, and you just waited if you weren't there and, you know. Yeah. Or go to your friend's house and knock on the door. Yeah. (laughs) Can they come up and play? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And well, you had to always have a quarter in your pocket so that you could use the payphone. You had to memorize all the phone numbers you needed. I saw someone when I was at Pearson, I walked by and I was like, those people actually have a printout of where they're going. And these old, there was an older couple and they literally had, they were on the payphone. Really? I'm like, first of all, I've never, I'm surprised there's a payphone still available. Correct. Correct. Because (laughs) it is so, it is so rare that you see them anywhere. Yeah. But they literally had, because the font was really big, and as I walked by, I was like, oh, this must be where their accommodation or something. Or they had an itinerary someone's printed, like their kids or something printed out for them and told them, here's where you call, and this person will come. Like I I was like, wow. I remember when I was in high school, we my mom had a calling card, and so Uh, I had the number memorized, and so, like, if we went like for example like if I went to the mall and then I would have to call to get picked up and then I would have to go and because it used to be at the malls you would walk in the mall and in the two sets of doors there would be banks of of payphones correct so you would go to the payphone and I would like put in the the calling card number and call home to be like I'm ready to be picked up (laughs) (laughs) wow I just thought about that now I haven't thought about that in a while oh my goodness was a, I mean, it's, it's different times now. That is for, for sure. sure. Yeah. For sure. Information is far easier to access, uh-huh. which is, you know, as, as with all change, good thing and a bad thing. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. For yeah, sure. Well, Sandy, how are you feeling right now? Oh, I'm always feeling warm and fuzzy after I talk to you, actually. And we've talked about this as often at the end of the day, both of us are kind of like, wah, wah, yeah. wah. you know, we're, we're talking, I'm often like, oh, I don't want to, some of my granddaughter's like chair and I don't think this is really safe. Um, <laughs> well, you're often laying back, you're often yeah. in bed. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, on one side, I'm thinking, oh my goodness. And then by the end of it, well, as soon as we start recording, all of a sudden we're like, whoop. <laughs> but I always, I always hang up and feel really good at the end of it always 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 so. good well that's that's the point and I hope that people who are listening to us also feel good actually uh Sandy I should I should point I, I should just make a mention that uh, we got a really nice comment on one of our Instagram posts recently mm-hmm. of um of one of our listeners who who messaged that to say that she listens to us on Fridays. She saves the podcast and she listens to us on Fridays between work and the gym. And she's like, it's the perfect way. She's like, it's she's like, it's my me time. And it's the perfect way to like transition into the weekend. And she's like, actually, it's not just me. It's like me with Henny and Sandy. And I was like, <laughs> that was, it was just so sweet. So um, I'm really, really thankful to to all these 
all these people who who continue to listen to us prattle on about whatever it is we're talking about and uh it's it's fun for us to talk but it's really fun to know that people are listening it is it is for sure so anyway with with that i'll leave you and uh, i'll chat with you next week yes i will see you i'll see you soon and you know people of course you want to know there will be a walnut crunch in our future it's happening it's It's happening happening in in the next few days i am so excited (laughs) (laughs) okay all right bye